Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to take guests and topics that will empower you to take your business and your life to the next level. Today, I'm very excited to have Alex Demeshek as my guest. And let me tell you about his really cool history. So he's a former SEC quarterback for the Missouri Tigers. He graduated with a degree in communications and a minor in business. He's a keynote speaker, an entrepreneur, author, who challenges businesses, schools, and sports teams to maximize their potential and make a difference. Alex is a best-selling author of The Sale with John Gordon. The Sale delivers an invaluable lesson about what matters most in life and how to achieve it. The Business Fable teaches four lessons about integrity to create lasting success. The sale has been endorsed by Dave Ramsey, Ed Milet, Michael Porter Jr., Jamie Kern Lima, and others. Alex is the also the author of Thrive You, an inspirational book that is a collection of stories from 100 collegiate and professional athletes from across the country. He co-founded writemybooks.com, which helps individuals write edit, and publish their book. Alex is the executive director of the Touchdown Foundation, which raises money to build water wells in 18 third world countries. Alex is an innovative entrepreneur that has a knack for starting new ventures and collaborates with multiple startups. Alex is highly sought after speaker and a member of John Gordon's core leadership team. Alex is the host of the Alex Desmar Demschak, so sorry, leadership podcast and interviews top athletes, business leaders, and entrepreneurs. Let us find more about Alex in our talk today, which is going to be about sales, leadership, integrity, and entrepreneur focus. Please welcome Alex Demschak. Well, yeah, I told you guys this was a, a great history. I mean, look at that, all those things you've accomplished in your young life. <laughs> yeah, Vicki, thanks for having me. I've, I've heard great things about your show and just really excited to dive in with you today. Awesome. We always start out with the easy question. So tell everyone, where do you live? Where do you call home right now? I live in Columbia, Missouri, and that's where I, grad I graduated, University of Missouri, and I'm married to my wife, Erin, and then we have a nine-week-old son named Walker. Oh. Yeah, I know. Nine-week-old and then a two-and-a-half-year-old uh. daughter named Kennedy. So we're, we're oh. trying, to get, trying to get as much sleep as we can over here. Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> Talk to me in four years. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. But that's so, that's so cool. I, um, my grandkids now are, um, just turned four and going to be seven and or, I'm sorry, going to be eight. It's going to be oh. eight. And, uh, so I've, I've finished the baby grandma things and uh, my daughter's not agreeing to having any more, sadly. <laughs> you, you had just to kick this podcast off. Do you have any good parenting advice for me? Oh, geez. The, the best parenting advice is to be present with your kids. Mm. You know, mm. especially we have busy, busy lives and um, we sometimes forget to just appreciate the small, crazy things that mm. they do and, and they're there, you know, they, mm. they, they hey. need to know that you're there. That, that's free advice too. You didn't even charge me for that. That's amazing. No, no. I could give you a whole lot more. I've been married 44 years, so I got some. Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> All right. So tell us about this new book. I'm so excited to hear about the sale. What is the premise of it and what really caused you to want to write it? Yeah. So there's probably a lot of easier things that we could have written about. Um, the message of the book, it's more than just, you know, if you saw the title, you're like, oh, it's a book about sales. It's so much more than that. Mm -hmm. And it's actually, so it's a business fable. And it's all about the main character whose name is Matt. And Matt is kind of doing great at work, living the dream. Things are going great. Um, but at home, not so much. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's kind of this tension as you read in, in the story that Matt is kind of being successful at work, but he's pushing other people to the side. He then gets home and he kind of pushes his kids to the side. And his, his wife, Kendra, ultimately says, look, I did not sign up for this. Either, you know, you change or I'm changing. Like we're getting a, getting a divorce. She even yeah. said that to him. And long story short, in the book, uh, he has this crossroads that he, that he comes up to, to where he's about to make the sale of a lifetime at work. He's been working on this client for years. Uh, but to move forward with the sale at work, um, him and his team would act, they would have to kind of turn a blind eye and lack integrity in some mm -hmm. pretty major ways. And so on one hand, he starts rationalizing, well, you know, if I make this sale, I, you know, I, I forgot to say he would, he would actually get, you know, a few million dollars from making the sale. And so if he ends up making the sale, you know, he's like, well, I could spend time with my family. I could be home. Right. But on the other spectrum, it's like, yeah. well, I would have to compromise a lot of things in, in my integrity to do the to, to move forward. Yeah. And so, Vicky, without telling your listeners the the ending of the story, they'll have to go out and get the book. But yes. I, I got to got to keep them here on the cliff. But, you know, in this decision that he has to make in the book, it's really cool to see the principles that, you know, he has this mentor named Brandy who, who kind of teaches him about integrity and what that looks like in a business setting and doing the right thing. And, and um, without giving away the ending, it's very cool to see the transformation of the main character. And so I think yeah. the reason to answer your other question of why we wrote this message, in a lot of ways, I wrote it about myself. In a lot of ways, we wanted to write it in a way where anyone who reads this book could put themselves in, in that person in Matt's shoes and say, you know what, there's been times in my leadership and in my life where it's been easy to want to, to want to compromise, to want to take the shortcut, but is that the best thing for me, for my life, for my career? And so I think that's what I've been passionate about. Now in coming out with this book, now I'm traveling the country, doing keynotes, workshops, talking with businesses, sports teams about what does it look like to you to uh, you know be a trust builder rather than a trust breaker? Because I think so many of us have worked for leaders or been on teams where you just can't trust the people around you. Yeah. Uh, Warren Buffett, you know, one of the richest people to ever live, he said, trust is like the air that you breathe. 
when it's present, you don't even notice it. But when it's absent, you can't breathe. You can't help but notice. And and Vicky, I just think whatever business you do, if you're an entrepreneur, solopreneur, uh, whatever you do, an employee, or if you stay at home, it doesn't matter. The trust that you build with the people around you, as we all know, matters so much. And I think when you really boil it down to practical things, like there's actually, there's ways that we can foster that trust. It's not like we're just, you know, born as a, trustworthy or non-trustworthy person, right? It's, we build these things. Your character is, is built over years and sometimes months or years at a time and can also be lost in seconds in the decisions that we make. And we see those on the news all the time. So I think that's Vicki, the, the heartbeat and the message of the book is what would it look like um, in your business and your life if you implemented some of these things and you really start thinking about the long-term rather than just how can I make money in the short-term because that has ripple effects on other people. Yeah. So there's a whole lot of things to unpack there. Um, the first thing I thought of as you were talking about that was um, one of the, I think I told you earlier as we were talking that I work with the youth and one of the youth groups that I work with um, on the leadership side of it, they did a activity where the kids um, that were the role players did things um, like put there were things in a basket that cell phones and things like that that didn't belong to them and they took them and Ooh. the room had said uh, the 30 other kids okay stand on this side if you think it was okay what they did and stand on this side if you think it was not okay the sad thing was there were more people on the it's okay side mm. and whenever you kind of unpacked it it was well I didn't know whose it was, it wasn't mine. And so it wasn't impacting them personally. And so they mm -hmm. thought it was okay. And the whole point of this was for them to, the instructors to try to have that mindset change that if it's not yours, if it was yours, how would you feel? And, yep. and, and that feeling is how you should have if, even if it isn't yours. And I think that whenever you think about sports and different things that are, there are opportunities that are put in front of, of people in business and sports in life that people have to make those conscious decisions. Yes. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we assume that, okay, my life over at business or at work has no effect on family or my life over here. But I, I think we all, if you really, really think about it and get honest all of these different areas of life are, are kind of tied into each other. Yeah, you know, sure. I think about, um, I was, I recently did a speaking engagement and a high schooler, he sent me a direct message on Instagram after my speaking engagement. He said, Hey, Alex, thanks for speaking. You know, really enjoyed it. I have a question. My older brother went off to college and be, he essentially, you know, became an alcoholic. He just yeah. really went down the, the wrong road. How do I avoid that? And I said, first off, Great question. You know, like, it's cool that you're asking these questions. Yeah. And I said, the biggest thing that you need to focus on right now before you get into college is you need to decide the type of person you want to be when you attend college, you know, because mm -hmm. when you, because as leaders, when, when we know what we stand for, when we've made that clear decision-making becomes easy, yeah. you know, and it, it, it becomes crystal clear when you know your foundational principles, but on, when the opposite is true and you're like, man, I don't even know what, what's my purpose. What am I doing? When you're not on mission, yeah. it's like yeah, anything goes. And so to your point on that survey, it's like, you know, so many things in our lives 
have, you know, are impacted by each other. Like in, in the story of the sale that we wrote, you know, mm -hmm. Matt, essentially Kendra, his wife says, look, I need you to be home and provide. I need you to provide for our family. And this is his response. He says, provide, I make more money in one month than the average person does in a year. So, so who are you telling me to provide? Yeah. <laughs> like that's his, no, that's his, totally his, didn't get her point. <laughs> exactly. Like he just totally missed it, but it's like, totally you know, did. and that's what I think just in, in, in just living my own life now being married and having two kids, it's like, okay, yes, it's great to win at work. And there's some really cool wins as, as we're in a startup and building a team and it's so fun and it's exhilarating. I have to sometimes shut my laptop off and be like, all right, I'm going to go swing my daughter on our swing set, you know, like, and be intentional and be present. Like the advice you gave me at the beginning of this call, <laughs> you know, it's all circling back to that. It sounds like, but it's just like, man, am am I focused on winning not only at work, but at home as well? And I think mm. it's just so much more fulfilling when you can do both rather yeah. than just yeah. getting one of those. And it's a struggle that I think a lot of young people have today. And, and we had it whenever I was young as well. Um, and, and it's kind of cool. We did not discuss what he was going to talk about. And I did not read his book in advance. So it was totally a God wink that I said yeah. what I said at the beginning. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, um, I think it's very important. And I did a lot of projects that were international. And when you deal with other countries, you know, the whole way of doing business has little things in it that can test your integrity. Yes. And um, so you have to be able to do that. And that, and that's going back why I think, you know, we need to be present as parents to be able to teach our kids the, the knowing the right and the wrong. So whenever something goes wrong, you know that you trust them, that you've given them what they need. Um, yeah, a quote, a quote that I love just to piggyback off that is your talent sets the floor, but your character determines your ceiling. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I think about, you know, as a former college athlete, all of the, you know, unbelievably talented players that I played with guys that, you know, I played football. And so a lot of these guys should be should be playing in the NFL or they should be making millions of dollars in the NFL. But some of them made decisions off the field that completely impacted that. And they yeah. didn't, weren't able to play. Some of them just didn't, didn't work hard. They didn't have the work ethic. And so it's like all these things, all these integrity and character issues that had nothing to do with the game of football that now they've disqualified themselves. And so mm -hmm. I think, um, yeah, obviously not all of us on this call are athletes or playing sports, but there's so many implications there of when you think about your life, you know, it's like, right now and so with social media it's so how easy is it for us to look around other people and say you know what if i only had that well then i would be content you know <laughs> then i would be happy and you know another, another, yeah another quote i i try to live by it's not easy i have to preach it to myself constantly is you know um essentially when i think about not being content like um like comparison is the thief of joy yeah. Like when I look around, when I think about a situation, I'm trying to just think of a situation that I've thought about recently where I've compared, like when I compare my life to others and say, man, if only I had that, I'm robbing myself of the blessings that I've been given. And I think just for anyone that's listening, like we have all been blessed mm -hmm. to be, to be a blessing. Yeah. And I think the more we remember that in our businesses and in, in, in these settings, the more we can work in a way that's like, wow, I want to produce all this revenue. Yes. To be successful. Yes. To bless, but to, to be able to bless other people. And I think it's, 
Yeah, we're just seeing that as our in our startup company right now. As we're bringing, we have a team of forty five writers. We have project managers. All these people that it's just all this really fun process. Yeah. But it's like, how can we just make this great for everybody, including the client that we get to work with? And I think it's important for the people that are listening. Whenever you do have to grow your team, whether it's just one person or twenty people, uh, you always need to interview for character and integrity. And, you know, you as an employer, you can hire somebody to teach them, or you can teach them the skills that we used to be so worried about putting on our resume. You know, I can teach you any software, but, and I can teach you processes and procedures, but I can't change your character. Yep. You know, you only have that and so I always interviewed asking character kind of questions and and to determine how how willing were they to be volunteering because if you do hours volunteering I know that you'll be a hard worker for me for pay (laughs) right let's hope so yeah exactly those are great questions to be asking and you know you think about what we've been through the last few years you think about the great resignation and quiet quitting you know I'm a millennial but you look at millennials or gen z's and you know I think there was a quote during the pandemic that said uh 59% of people who quit their jobs the what they correlated to was they didn't like their boss yeah and, yeah. and what's crazy about that, you know, obviously people want to work remote or do these other things, but 59% of said, said, look, I do not like working for my boss. I'm out. And yeah. to me, that also speaks to the business owner or the person who is in the hiring position of like, what are you doing to build a positive culture to att- not only attract, but then to retain these mm-hmm. really talented individuals? Because a lot of people want to rag on millennials or Gen Z, but the reality is, and we all, I think, could agree like these are some people that are more advanced with technology whether it's called ai or all these different emerging things like it's it's not it comes natural to them yeah and so a a millennial or a gen z who's has all this talent if they can be roped in and shown hey here's the like here's the value you're adding here here's why we need you here's the mission of what we're doing like they want to be part of something bigger than themselves they want to be part of something special mm-hmm. and i think a lot of employers they they neglect that they're like well it needs to be like the old days and show up on time <laughs> and, and all, a lot of these things are great principles but things have changed and i think at mm-hmm. our company streamline books what we're trying to do is say look we're a remote company. We're fully remote. We have, you know, like this weekend, we'll be going to Florida as a team. So we do, you know, in-person things, but we want to be a culture, even virtually that fosters like open communication, collaboration, fun, things where it's just just different these days. And so how can we attract those people who are like to, to show them, Hey, this is fun. And you, you're going to play a big part here. Yeah. You know, it always um, irked me so much. uh, And I retired in 2018. So, uh, but for probably, I don't know, probably about eight or so years, our yearly survey that I had at the company that I was at had the trust factor, the uh, liking your boss kind of thing in the tank. It, it was the lowest percentages that we had seen in years and years and years. So it wasn't just the pandemic. The pandemic was really yep. the, you know, the camel, the the straw that broke the camel's back <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. And, yeah. and it really was neat. I, I really say this often, but I really think God said, you guys, <laughs> I got to do something to stop you. You're going too fast. You're not doing anything. So um, yeah. I, that's one thing. So, and I never really, um, I, I never really understood the difference that much. There are some things that are different, I guess, but 
the way that a 20, 30 something thinks or, or talks is the same way I did when I was right. 20 or 30. Right. It's just the environment that I was in was one that there wasn't a outlet that we could change jobs when we didn't like this anymore or, or not think about, I'm going to be there just for a couple of years and then piggyback yeah. to the next thing. But that wasn't available. But, you know, we did, we still had those same aspirations and, and same desires. And the bottom line is you have to like what you're doing. Mm. And, and so as an employer, don't hire someone just for, as a body, yep. you know, make sure that you hire somebody. And I love that you talk about the mission and the vision. For me, that was the change element that always kept me from wanting to keep on doing what I was doing is that I had managers that said, here's the vision, here's the mission. And this is how what you do impacts that. Mm -hmm. And therefore now I think I'm part of it. And I, I, I want to, because if I'm part of it, I want my part to be a good part. <laughs> so I'm going to work harder. And that's what I think we just need for the folks today is they need to know that they're, they're important, they're vital. And, and the people are more important than the, um, th than the product sometimes. Yeah, that's such a good word. I think, you know, I was actually a millennial who quit my full-time job during the pandemic. So I can kind of speak to this because I've been through it myself. And I I was working at an amazing company. It was a uh, few years in a row, they were voted as like the Forbes top 10 company culture in America to work for. So I'm coming from like a, an, an amazing job, like where people are like, wait, 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 you're talking about quitting, you know, but I, I've also, I, since I've done that a year and a half ago, number one, I've looked back and said, wow, I should have done that earlier because I love what I get to do today as a yeah. keynote speaker, author, and then help other people write their books. I just love it. But when I look back at how I did it, there was definitely you know, it was definitely a process. It was definitely for me, it was four years of doing a side hustle. It was, there was these, I had mentors, I had these different things uh, before I jumped. And I think it is interesting now to see, um, you know, I'm kind of passionate about helping other people think through that of like, Hey, are there ways that you could cultivate a love for your, for your work at your current job? Yeah. Or, you know, could you start a side hustle? Could, is there one step in the direction that, you know, if you want to write a book someday, you want to be a speaker, whatever, is there one step you can take? You know, it's not necessarily just quitting your job tomorrow. You know, mm -hmm. it's uh, for some people, maybe it is, but for most people it's, Hey, can you, what are, what's a small step you can take, start mm -hmm. a podcast, do something to get this creative outlet going. Maybe you can do it on the side. I did it for four years as a side hustle until, you know, income wise, I was actually making more at my side hustle. And then yeah. I was able to tell my wife, like, Hey, what do you think? She's like, well, I've seen you've shown me a difference income wise. Go for it. What are you waiting for? But if I would have just said, oh, I got this dream, babe, you know what? I want to quit and I'm going to do this. If I would have just talked about it, it would have been way harder for her to be yeah. on board yeah. with that. So, yeah, for me, same thing. Um, when I turned, I was going to be, I guess, 58, 57. And I knew that I wanted to retire to be with um, grandbabies at some point. So, uh, and I thought my retirement was going to just be sitting around <laughs> eating bonbons, watch the TV, that didn't work out. <laughs> but um, so my, I started my uh, working as a partner in an anti-aging and wellness business, and, and I loved it. But the great thing was, is all the things that I had whenever I first started in um, my last job, the continual training, the introduction of social media and direct marketing and all those things, 
that now I use every day. And so it was such a great platform for me to be able to enter in this new venture on my own with a skill set that I would not have had, even though I was had worked for 40 years for large companies, um, I still wouldn't have had those things yes. that I have now just from that side hustle. So I love that you recommend the side hustle. Yeah. And there's so many things that I can look back to that you're right. I, you know, God prepared me in those, in that season for those certain giftings and skill sets that I'm that much better at what I do now because of that time. Cause it's easy for me to be like, as a competitive mindset, like, Oh, I should have quit earlier. Like I said before, but it's like, you know what? It was God's plan. And, um, yeah. there's, like you said, there's things that you learn along the way. And I think for anyone, if you're in a job right now that you're like, why am I doing this? Um, just know like what, um, instead of always thinking about the next job, what can you do in your current job to not only improve yourself, but just make yourself that much better in a position for wherever that next landing spot is, if that's the direction that you're headed. And and I would also recommend to people, um, I know there were jobs that I was in and I did really well. And so I was never promoted to the next level because they would have lost me in that job that I did very well. Right. And so if you're the manager or supervisor, somebody that is really good in a job, um, you should always allow them the opportunity to test the waters in something else and know that there's always somebody else that can fill the shoes that they were in. Great point. That is a great point. And gosh, yeah, it's like something we've said recently and our team is like, once we've identified someone who's awesome on our leadership team, we've been saying kind of the term of like, how can we clone that person like how can we how can we clone how can we get five more vickies on our team you know and so i totally resonate with what you're saying yeah so um we are completely going off strip script here but it's been such a great conversation um i wanted to just kind of emphasize a little bit about um the book writing piece of your business so um what would be the best advice that you would give someone when they were wanting to say, I'm going to write a book, whether it's a compilation or the full gamut. Yeah. It's kind of own. funny. It's funny that you said it like that because a lot of times, you know, you talk to someone out, you're getting drink, hanging out, whatever. And someone's like, Oh, you know what? I'm writing my book and people around them are like, Oh, congrats. Like you almost get congratulated for writing your book before you ever even write it. <laughs> it's yeah. like one of those things that it's like, Cause they wow, know, Oh, it's so hard. It's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, good for you. You know, but um, so many, so few people actually do it. You know, yeah. there's a stat that says 81 percent of people desire to write a book only one percent every year do and so at streamline we just think there's that huge gap right and so the best advice to answer your question i would have for someone is just find people that you trust that are um like you very skilled in the in in writing and editing and type there's so many parts of publishing and i think what we've done at streamline is try to take all those different pieces of book design, marketing, promoting, all these different things, writing, editing, typesetting, and bring it, bring it in-house into one 20-week process. And I think as we've, you know, been growing and adding team members and uh, just being able to help a lot of people, it's like, we really point to our process as, you know what, we have these skilled humans, these awesome people that we bring in into our process. And then when we get these opportunities to help authors write or publish and publish their book, it's like, we can input them into our process, mm-hmm. let these let these uh, writers help, editors help, and just use their creative genius. 
but it's like we're really doubling down on that at that client experience in the process because so many and you know as a writer like so many writers are so creative editors same way but a lot of them don't have kind of guidelines or guardrails to say hey use your skills inside our framework we've created yeah. this framework and so i think that's where we've seen this explosion and the people were able to help in, in a positive way is just that we've taken awesome people like you that have, that are so skilled in this and said, Hey, we'll teach you kind of the streamlined way of doing this uh, at streamlined books. And in 20 weeks, we're going to help someone really accomplish their dream, which is yeah. writing a book. And we really feel like, you know, everyone has a story and everyone, right. everyone, whether it's a business card for your business, or it's, I talked with literally someone today who um, his father passed away and he said, I don't ever need to make a dollar off this book, but I want to honor my father's legacy. Yeah. Like that was today. And that is, I'm not making that up for this podcast. Nice. That was early today. And so my point is, it's like, wherever you're at in that spectrum, um, you have a book inside you because you've probably, one, people have probably told you, hey, you need to write a book. You need to share your story. Or it's just like, you've played the tapes in your head of like, man, I would love to have this on paper. Yeah. And so that's what our, our team helps people do. And you know, whether it's ghostwriting, where we do interviews and we help them get it on paper, where it's kind of like a podcast format where you tell I your was, story. I was or, just going to say. Editing, you know, we've made it really convenient for an author. It's never been easier than before to get your book into the world. But we really are passionate about helping people. You know, we feel like there's too much negative news out there. There needs yeah. to be more, you know, more, more stories. And then we just want to help people bring their book to life because I've seen it in my life, what a book has done. Obviously the impact of people read it and read the story about integrity and building trust. I got an email from someone recently that said like your book really helped me and my wife and my marriage. We've been struggling like that for me. I'm like, if that's the only reason yes. I wrote the book, that's it. Right. Yes. And so I think for you, anyone listening, it's like, what is, a, what is something you're passionate about? What is something that like, you don't even have to get paid money to do because you love it so much, or you love talking about it so much. And for me, that's leadership. That's these mm -hmm. types of things and business. Yeah. And, and so find that thing and just, you know, I obviously um, there'll be ways you can connect with us after this, but I just think whether it's us or not, life is too short not to share your story, not to lead with your story, not to have, you know, uh, I think about, you know, my great uh, grandpa, or actually my, my grandpa, who and we're Ukraine, Demchek, we are Ukrainian, and my grandpa, who um, is not with us anymore, you know, he, he actually escaped concentration camps in Poland years ago. And like, I wish I had a book to yeah. read about the, you know, when he came back to America, he's under hundred pounds and all these, I wish I had that. I don't. And so I just think for, for people listening, it's like life is short. Um, share your story because you never know the one person who will be impacted by your words, by your testimony, by the things that you share. And obviously on a business side, it can also be a, an awesome revenue generator and, um, thing for your for your business as a way to, as a calling card but from like a big high level view it's more important than making a few more sales it's truly at the end of your life this is something you're going to look back on and be your like your legacy your leg it's a legacy piece mm -hmm. exactly and what you say is so so true um i was having fourth of july fireworks watching uh dinner with a, a couple and the the guy that was there started talking about his 98, 99-year-old mom. And it was actually his grandmother that raised him. And um, he, her story, you know, he just started unfolding the story of her life. And it was one that people need to hear. Uh -huh. And so I said to him, could I interview her? 
because part of what I do now, I, I have AI running on all my podcasts. And I tell folks, if you um, don't mind, at some point, I'm going to ask you to do a chapter in a book for me. And you're yeah. just going to give you your transcript from our interview. Yeah. And, you, and, you know, it's the 1500 words easy. And yeah. so it's a, a starting point for you. And yes. I think that's what people don't, that they get tim intimidated by uh, the starting point. And so yes. that's why I love doing podcasting and um, having this opportunity to take all of this richness that's being shared and yes. put it into um, uh, another media. Yes, that's so true. And, and on the AI piece, that's a great example. Like if I was um, asked, every, you know, if I got a penny for every time someone asked me, you know, as the CEO of Streamline Books, hey, how is AI, is AI going to take down your business? Is AI going to destroy Streamline Books? Like I would be a rich man, right? Um, but what we've identified is, hey, look, we want to involve things like AI, like you mentioned, you know, things like transcription or outlines or book titles. There's so many ways that we can do that while at the same time, we empower our awesome human writers who can go in and, and work with the client, yeah. do an awesome job. So it's, it's a both and. And I think a lot to your point, maybe a lot of these older generations that are just anyone in general thinks, well, uh, we don't want to let robots ruin, you know, ruin the world. And I, I get that, you know, I have, mm -hmm. uh, you know. But there's ways you can do a both and where it like it actually oh, yeah. enhances the process. It it does. It it just it, anyone that's been out there that's ever been in a, a brainstorming session or brain writing session yeah. knows that it takes people some time <laughs> to start to get their juices flowing. So if you could have something that you know, and I upload my content, and I, and I just ask these prompts that give me back information that is my springboard to being able to write then creatively and edit it yes. and put it in my tone and my voice. And I think that's what people that are afraid of it are missing. They're yes. thinking, well, I'm just not going to do anything. And there will be people like that. There are people like that, that have always been, you know, uh, you know, people cheating off of somebody to get a yeah. uh, test done. So there will always be people that will try to shortcut, but there, um, there's that, that's not the reason that you should take away this opportunity to be better at something and that you never thought you could do. Yes. And I think I love your idea of just get started, whether that's starting to write one page or just I would say get started and bringing experts around you, bring a team around you because to have it all in your head and just think on it every day, like it's all, it's all, here's, here's what I've heard someone say every time before they wrote a book, they saw another book, someone else's book get published and like, oh, new book launch. They were just like, it would like killed them inside. Oh yeah. Oh and, yeah. And, I, and I'm not saying that's like a healthy necessarily way to go about it. <laughs> you know, I should be happy for the person who launched their book, but I think it speaks to, okay, enough is enough. I'm going to find people that can help me do this. And just like anything else, you know, in football, when as a quarterback, you know, I had so many coaches who helped me with this, but, and it's like, they're pointing out things about the way I play that I, there are blind spots to me. And so yeah. the same way with, with writing and all these other things, it's bringing the right people around you, incorporating things like AI, like you mentioned. And um, that's a, that's a really good word. Yeah. And, and the thing is, you know, uh, once you say you wrote your book, well, now you need to market it and, and yep. you're, you're not a copywriter, you're not a brand person or a marketing person, but you can put all of that stuff into AI and say, write me a catchy post. Yes. And it comes out in seconds. And it's, yeah. oh goodness, 
anyway. Crazy. Okay, so we could have a whole podcast on AI. Yes. Um, but we have run out of time. Um, I'm going to go to one of my rapid fire questions. Um, what would be your best advice for someone who wants to grow as a leader? A great question. I think the best leaders, well, they lead others. They first lead themselves. Oh, yeah. They first, they first, um, you know, it's kind of like if you're an empty cup, how do you pour out to others? You need to be filled yeah. up. And so, you know, I think the foundational things of your life need to be in place before you ever get into these leadership positions. A quote that I also love it, that relates to exactly what you're talking about is, um, you know, you can't, your talent can't outpace your character, yeah. right? Because a lot of times to your point earlier, we look at talented people and say, wow, they have talent. Let's bring them in. Let's hire them. But if to your point, if we're not me measuring their character or asking them quite character related questions, if we get someone in there, that's not a character fit, it doesn't matter because they'll yeah. probably not be a fit in a few months or a year later and, and probably hurt people in the process. And so I would say, as I preached this to myself, I have to adequately lead myself first. I have to um, do those things, be introspective before I can ever lead my family, lead people in business well. And I think when when you start getting introspective and asking yourself honest questions of, you know, where are my blind, blind spots? Or, hey, asking the accountability partner or business partner, hey, do you see blind spots in me? You know, my co-founder and I right now, we're actually talking with a business coach about some of these things, you know, because it's like, you're so close to it. Sometimes you can't see it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so I, I would just say, lead yourself first before you ever lead others. And you know, I, um, we always talk about a character diamond. And mm. so uh, if you think of a diamond, whenever you look at it in its raw state, it's not very pretty. It's got a lot of flaws in it. And as you um, carve it or, um, take away those those pieces of it which are your weaknesses and mm. all of a sudden those weaknesses actually become the most brilliant part of the diamond yes. and I think we are we shy away from um, admitting that we have fa faults and failures and and only try to talk about those parts that are shiny and, and beautiful and we miss the opportunity to really hone in to shine more with those um, by just fixing the things that are not so pretty and not so nice. Yes, that's that so great. We're being refined. Our character is being refined sometimes through trials, through fire, mm -hmm. things that yeah. we, we encounter. And yeah, that's, that's really when you're exposed, right? Yeah. When it's, when it's, it's, you know, it's being, um, yeah, you know, iron, iron sharpens iron. It's, it's being, it's being yeah. taken away, but it's when we, when we face those, crossroads those uh, really tough times in life it's like okay what are my foundational things that i cling to in this moment yeah and cutting a diamond is not easy process mm. you know it's it's hard and that's i think yeah. what people need to understand too yeah you can't you can't shortcut and i think that's the the bad rap that millennials got often is that they constantly were looking for a shortcut yeah but it, you have to understand that you've got to do the hard work and you've mm. and um and, and then you'll, you'll reap the benefits of that. Yes. So good. All right. It's time now for us to share my screen. Um, 
if you have not done so. And as I tell you every time, you should have had a paper and pencil writing notes or recording this on your own. But if not, I am going to give you the website for Alex. It's https colon forward slash forward slash www.thesalebook.com. That's S-A-L-E, thesalebook.com. He's on Facebook by his name, LinkedIn. Um, you can search him by his name, Instagram by his name, and Twitter by his name. YouTube, he is got some numbers there. So search him by his name. I'm sure you'll find him. <laughs> and and he, you are, I, I only had um, one other person who was part of eSpeakers, but um, you can find him also on eSpeakers using his name. I'll let Alex talk to you about his call to action. Yeah, I would just say if you've been listening and there's kind of something boiling up inside of you where you're like, you know what, I wanted to share my story, um, would love to connect with you. And you can you know, find our team at writemybooks.com. And then if you want to read the sale, the book that we've been talking about, yeah, I would love to even just email you a free copy of the ebook of the, of the book. And so my, um, my website is alexspeaking.com and you can just reach out to me. There's a contact form. If you shoot, shoot me your email, um, I'd be happy to send you a free copy of the book because I'd love to... Love to add value to your to your listeners, Vicky. And that's fine. And I will make sure that I add this to the alexspeaking.com to this website. So again, awesome. those that are listening, you can find all this information when I post this to YouTube as well as my site. Well, again, thank you very much for being such an interesting guest. As I said, I went off script quite a lot, but uh, we, I think, gave lots of good nuggets. Um, I appreciate you being with me on this call today. Yeah, thanks so much, Vicki. This was really fun. And like you said, we went a lot of different directions, but they were all directions <laughs> that are relevant and fun and just truly impactful. So I, I, yeah, honored to be on here. And thanks so much for, for having me. Thanks. And as always, I remind everyone that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nettling where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.